You want to clap this bitch out? Yeah, three, two, one. That was very early. Who was early? Uh, well, I, it sounded like I was, or you took a long time between one and clapping. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things where, like, I, I don't know. I said it. I said it should matter to you. I can't remember now. It sounded good on my end. Okay, good. <laughs> uh, are we taking up from where we left off? Because we were talking about we were talking about something really good, or no? Well, I mean, I don't know. Did you want to? Do you have anything you want to keep keep on on that topic? I, yeah, because there are a couple I, things that like that. Kinda... I kind of I I like. I started it off with the the figuring out a way to crowdfund taxes. Which is yeah. a, a very reductive idea, but I feel like it could be expanded on and actually worked out to a certain degree. Similar to like what we did with the Deadpool early on last episode. You just come <laughs> up with different criteria and everything. Yeah. Um, and then, like, yeah, we don't have to get into that because that's just, like, a personal theory I have. But I think it could it could have a place in the future. If you If you did that, you would, in theory, stop. You would stop doing regular taxes then this is in place of well i i feel like i don't i don't know that's one of the things it's like so you get your you do your taxes and i think it's just more of you have a say of the taxes you're paying of where they're going so you're gonna get taxed regardless but if you have a certain portion of that money is going to be baseline, it has to go to all of these mandatory little infrastructure things. But the bulk of what you're taxable, uh, uh, you're, 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 you're withheld or you're taking taxes is going to, you can kind of dictate where it's going. Right. It's, it's a more direct and engaging representative way of, of, I mean, the, the, the money's where the power is. So, it's the same way as people want to like Berkeley's divesting from anyone who's building the wall and shit like that. Or people who don't want to have their mutual funds come from guns or whatever, you know? Right. So if I could say that I'm like, my tax money is going to go towards this, this and this, and you won't be using it for issues that I disagree with. I think that would overall, you'd probably be able to see which, where the country actually stands on a lot of on, on everything that everyone's already or, are already arguing about, because you can see where the money's being thrown behind. Like there's a reason there's a reason, you know, certain Kickstarter campaigns run away and everybody wants to you know build an Oculus Rift, and no one's giving money to, you know, whatever the seven thousand ones that fail. But then in the same sense, like, you would still need money for infrastructure. So, like, what if no one wanted to sponsor, like, the highway department? And you're like, fuck that. Do you let your roads just... No, no, no. I mean, there's going to be a baseline. Like, there's going to be a minimum from everyone's that's going to go towards the certain ones that are that are, that are dictated. But I would I would expect a lot of people would be putting their money toward infrastructure since we're all on those roads anyway. Right. The, our our infrastructure in this country is actually horrible. I don't think anyone's arguing that. Yeah, it's but that's so sad, you know. Like when I was when I was driving down into New York City all the time, and when I was uh, commuting down for the distilling job, the they were building a new Tappan Zee bridge, mm-hmm. and. You know, I think so many people were like, that bridge is just on the verge of collapsing. So they just like, as quickly as they could, started building a new one, basically, right next to the old one. Because, you know, it's it's, it's so ridiculous. Like, like, we could just have a, like a hugely, and I've talked about this exact thing before. I'm so torn on the car thing because... We could just have better public transportation services, and that would cut down tremendously on the amount that we need to take care of our roads, you know? Um, Like, imagine if all of the main highways 
you know, all of the main highways, instead of having them at all, why don't you just have fucking high-speed trains again? You know what I mean? You're only going to, like, five places. There only need to be, like, 20 roads in the whole fucking country to get anywhere. Really. And and a, and a computer program could fucking figure it out in two seconds. It would say, what are the most traversed traffic routes in the United States? Where are the big ports? What's coming from those big ports? You know, everything everything could, f- like, flow in on well, the west coast between all, all of five cities right right you know all, same well, thing on the east coast basically all of five cities you know you don't need to have more than that you know and what like why aren't we trying to work more efficiently by well, using well, our computer if programs if you're talking as models about, if you're talking about closing down like ports and everything that's pe- that's people who are lobbying to keep those jobs and say like a baltimore or a or uh, you know, uh, San Demos or wherever you know, it's like, yeah, th- it might be more efficient to do it through just five distinct areas, mm-hmm. but then you're getting rid of like 15 ports that have like those cities have been built on being port cities. I'm not saying get rid of the port cities. I'm just saying like maybe make the, you know, the big actually maybe even maybe even you just have fucking trains like lining the coasts to connect the port cities so that you have like a way more developed ecosystem of okay i want to get let's say i want to get an import from iceland that comes to boston but people in florida really want to get you know that shit from iceland so maybe it comes in you know, directly to boston that's the assigned city for that country and then it gets just train down like everything else down to i don't know uh name a city in florida i don't know any places in florida st petersburg st petersburg florida oh jacksonville's a place that works mm-hmm. too so orlando uh, I, yeah Ho- hollywood florida yeah there is hollywood florida that's true i mean i think that's already that's basically how shit works right now but we could take i'm saying we could take computer models okay we could like i mean epically enhance all of the logistics in this country and simultaneously take back from like the weird infrastructure issues that we are having right it's just more work, more jobs, more well, people. I understand the more, 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 more thing, but you can just as well have, you know, computer programmers writing good code and teach someone how to be a computer programmer. Do you know what I mean? What, but what are the computer programmers doing? They're creating models and they are writing code for the i mean everything god there's so much stuff that you could just have good computer programmers be like i'm just gonna do this now and this is what we're doing we're gonna streamline this business we're gonna streamline streamline this industry because that's that's already happening right now i can tell you i because back to your thing about oh we could only use like five roads and right now it Apple and Google and everyone else who are using location services on people's phones, anything that they're getting in the way of uh, from Amazon on their delivery routes right. and with Uber, they're they're trying to become the most like generate those mo- more efficient ways to do it, so that when they do get automated cars on the road, it'll they'll just be able to feed it into the system and be able to do that mo- more efficiently. Right. They'll be able to see like yes, if you take the forty all the way across it'll get there you know 30 minutes earlier than if you were to take this road to this road right it's like whether or not you've signed up for it like us carrying around all these devices we're doing all this work for these companies so they can eventually streamline it and then you know take away the middle class right so that's all actively happening and no one's going to get a computer programmer job out of it right (laughs) i mean you're right, but I mean, I'm just saying. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff we could do. We could have a lot of companies just out out of nowhere, just begin and start doing 
you know, streamlining a lot of processes that just have been that are that are just antiquated. You know, there's a lot of stuff that's just not being done efficiently in the world we live in. And it's not that it's annoying, but like I just wish there was a better solution. I wish someone would like come to the table and be like, Hey, I have the idea that is going to blow your mind. You know? And not like not like in a TED talk sort of way, but like in a you know because those people say things and then nothing ever comes of it you know it's like but i want someone to someone with some clout to back something and say this is what we need to start doing if we want to care about you know you know preserving where we live using you know as many natural resources as possible for i that's not what i meant (laughs) use up all the natural resources no um using uh renewable energy solutions and shit like that you know just stuff that we don't it seems that this country is not focusing on any of that stuff and i don't mean this to be like a political argument or anything like that but even from the lowest level and the highest level you it seems like there's no one concerned about that kind of stuff and if people are concerned about it you know and and this gets back into something i mentioned early early on when we were talking doing these like little stuff like composting right like and recycling like people want to recycle right people don't know anything about recycling people have no concept about what actual recycling is it's just like the whole chain of where you get your food from people don't want to see a dead animal anymore right it's you just drop your fucking stuff off somewhere or someone comes and picks up your garbage you don't know what happens after after that like you could be all high-minded and be like i fucking recycle everything but they the recycling company could just throw it in the garbage and come do all you know throw it all in the landfill or they can do what they've been doing and sell it all to china you know it's like really fucking weird you know hmm. like the there's no there's no clarity there's no transparency i want all of the things we do everything i want everything to just be transparent because then there's no guesswork you know, then then people are aware, but I don't think people want to be aware. I think people are lazy generally, and they want to just forget about it the minute it happens, or think that they're doing the best that they can, or they can really more or less they convince themselves they're doing the best that they can. You know, like just the simple idea. Well, of, I think it, it it I mean that's to the point of like when confronted with something that might become a moral dilemma moral dilemma for someone like yep. oh i'm recycling i'm doing all good until someone does tell you that oh we're actually just dumping it in the river you know just right. not not that that's happening but just to put a blunt point on it it's like how many people is that then going to either anger or make not like have them adversely affected how many people are actually going to be able to handle that moral conflict and then do anything about it or just ignore it and continue to throw shit in the river it's like everything else it's like hunger in africa it's like the 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 fucking uh the illegal sex industry that uh, you know occurs in in the far southeast and shit like that like people don't talk about those things they happen every day you know and it's super fucked up and no one does anything about it because you just you know either we we become normalized to the fact that that's how our world is to such an extent that we ignore those issues right and and realistically there's only one in every god i think i'd be nice to say one in every 100 people are active to try and erase issues like that in our country or in the world i guess you know um there's a lot of fucked up stuff going on everywhere and we are generally as humans pretty awful and really 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 good at 
um, the more we learn, the less we, you know, the, the less it, it impacts us directly, I think, because we think there's nothing we can do about that. You know, that's there's nothing I as an individual can do about that. So again, we become normalized to all of these huge issues. Um, and I think that's just something that exists in the world in which we live. I think everyone has to has to deal with that. It's like a, it's like original sin. You got to fucking just, you know, it comes with the territory of being human. Sorry, that got dark. No, I mean, I, I think you're you're just generally assuming that everyone it, when when faced with larger issues has a tendency to kind of put their head in the sand and be more or less apathetic because it seems like they can't do anything about it. So why even try? I think that's what people do. I mean, I, I... yeah, but if they were given like a toolkit to be like, when this happens, you could do this. You know, I think when people have the information, mm-hmm. it gives them a, a greater path to follow it. Right. So just on the point of transparency that you're looking for and on the point of, of like social activism to a certain point, it's like when, when like back in February or whatever, when the ACLU got like $10 million in donations in a weekend. Okay. Because everyone was up in arms about the current state of basically civil rights and uh, immigrant rights and everything. Right. That was an action that they learned they could do to support someone who is able to and knowledgeable enough to then take that money and make a difference. Right. So, so if just back to my crowdfunding taxes, if the different departments, which not ever like there's shit, I don't, I don't know what, what half the departments do or which departments exist, you know, if they were to create, their you know kickstarter page to explain what they were doing on a point by point basis it would become more accessible to people who are already familiar with that format of crowdfunding so people have a tendency to get behind things when it becomes accessible to them right and if they're putting their shit online and if they're not achieving their goals then that goes a step towards becoming transparent you know totally let me go off on an insane tangent here and say, remember when we were talking about um, the 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 jobs test that we took when we were like in seventh grade and shit? Yeah, yeah. I, what if we did that, but with good computers, like com- like insanely good computer programming today, and like figured out the traits of like kids in in high school, and then like in an almost 1984-esque sort of weird way just said like you know you get like an answer like this is your best like possible job in the future or even better like don't start it that early like wait till people are like 25 years old and then at like 25 years old everyone takes that test and then like but you fucked up you fucked off and done whatever you wanted to do for like you know, the from 18 to 25, which is what I think all 18 to 25 year olds should actually do. They should just fuck off and do whatever they want and like travel if they can. And like, it should be mandatory to travel the world. It should be mandatory to like see things because experiences are worth way more than book learning ever could be, you know? Um, and that's not even, in my world, that's not even arguable you know that's just fact um and then at like age 25 it said actually what you should be good at is leading the you know i don't know give give me any example but like leading the next group of young people into this entire world of you know doing this you will be most efficient at managing maybe one of these crowdfunded projects right and say that okay now you are in par- you are now all of a sudden in charge of the uh, Department of Agriculture of uh, the state of Oregon. All of a sudden, you're 25 years old. But this is but this is <laughs> that's a good job for a 25 year old, right? But that's what I'm saying is like then what if like now you give all of these 
these kids who who score high at like being able to to manage you know it's like you never know what you're good at right but we might actually be to the point where a computer program might be able to tell us based on our traits right and based on maybe you know a a well-rounded test someone could figure this out a fucking well here's to put a put a little tail on this donkey um i on the same route that i've been thinking of crowdfunding taxes i've been thinking of like is there a way to create have you ever seen the last starfighter no what is that last starfighter was a movie i saw when i was a kid in the 80s um where this guy plays a video game like galga in an arcade and he's just you know in rural texas or whatever playing video games and just hanging out and whatnot and he plays this game called the last starfighter and he gets the high score and it turns out that it's actually just a test that alien life forms sent out to see who was most adept at becoming a starfighter to fight in an intergalactic war so he oh gets a high my god That's he gets a awesome. high he gets a high score on the game and then he goes off into space with aliens to lead a armada against the uh, intergalactic threat and i've been thinking you know the past few years there's got to be a way to create some sort of uh, app game that if you're going to run for president, you have to download it and play it and allow the entire public to watch you play it. It doesn't have to be like interactive or anything like that. It's just like basically decision making. Like they would come up and it would, it would be it would be running, you know, however long. So it would be their reaction on the game, which in theory they could just lie for like the best effort to see you know, as they're faced with dilemmas, how they handle themselves in these situations that we we know are representative of what comes up in a presidency. Mm-hmm. But then we can compare that against whatever algorithm would be created that takes in all of their past uh, judgments and uh, any if they were like senators or congressmen, any of the bills that they backed and any of the, the people who have money in their campaign. It would take all that in consideration and measure to how honestly they were playing that game. So you would... Ha- <laughs> You would have one, like, how they do with the game, and then two, their level of honesty on that game. Right. And that would be, a, like, a, a, a measurable, quantifiable score that you could then use to arm yourself when you go to vote for them. Jesus Christ. Right? <laughs> I feel like that would be an effective step. And also, you could, like... Like, just imagine if everyone was playing that game and you could see a leaderboard. Are we so sa- are we saving the world right now? Is that what this has become? Like, we, we <laughs> could, you could literally find the Department of Agriculture guy if everyone downloads this app on their phone and they're playing the civics game. Right. And you're seeing, you know, like, everybody's name is on that list. It's just like, oh, man, I'm, I'm number 132, you know, out of 40 million people. That's, right. you know... I should be in the running for president when I become of age, you know? Right. <sighs> That's the other huge issue, though. I mean, like, the, the system that also doesn't seem to work anymore, you know? Not to talk about politics. I really don't want to talk about politics. <laughs> That's but... all we've been talking about out of our asses today. <laughs> yeah, but we haven't because we haven't really talked about, like, the structure of the politics and the democracy and the air quotes democracy and, like, all that other shit. Like... Why are you putting the on the front of all of those? The politics, the democracy. <laughs> because you live in LA and I think that's what you're supposed to do because you guys articleize the roads. So you were doing it for my benefit. Yes, yes. Okay, yes. well thank and you our, for that. And our California contingency. Um, no, but like... Like it does, the structure doesn't seem to work anymore, right? It, it's like I, I've said this before, but it's like it seems like we've been going down the road towards every single presidency becomes kind of lamer and lamer. Like you, you know, literal like they're lame ducks, not not literally, figuratively, but like what we call a lame duck or what becomes a lame duck as a president, you know that is something that's more common these days because they can get less done because there's just more shit in their way there's more there are more roadblocks than there ever have been because we've built up these 
you know, laws and laws and laws and vetoes and uh, uh, one person stops the other person from doing it and all these blockages until, you know, you get tied up. It's like um, it's like patents, you know, you get you get tied up in in all this bullshit so that like no one's creating good stuff anymore. There's no one just no one individual can say this is what we need and then have, you know, I don't know, 180 other people be like, Jesus Christ, they're right. That's what we need to do. That's the thing that's going to – and try that entirely for four years. Just try it from the first day for the next four years and see where that gets us. You know what I mean? Like, Well, it's – I mean, yeah, the main problem there is partisanship and everything. Is like even if someone were to agree that your idea is correct, if they're on the other party at this moment, agreeing with you would be like career – like. In, a th- in, in essence, uh, just like political suicide. So yeah. they've drawn these the, these these lines of war that are like, I have to disagree with you, even if I I actually agree with you in principle, right? Because we're of different parties. Well, that's what I'm saying, though. That's that's a, you're you're helping my me say my no, point. I know basically. I was I wasn't arguing. I was oh, yeah, I yeah. was clarifying it for myself. Oh but, well, no, that's good. That's a great. That's an even better way to say exactly what I was trying to say. I'm like the focus is so fucked like we can't we just well, it's, can't, we it's can't because it's done well it's no no one's arguing with with like it, it's more like everyone's just arguing based on beliefs which are fucking it's dangerous to be ideological when you're trying to when when in essence you should be trying to govern you know right the the other thing is we've never been more separated right We're, we've never been you know i've never seen i mean i guess relatively in the span of my life it's irrelevant but maybe even in history i i can't even think of a of a of a time when you know it was just black and white difference 50 percent on one side 50 percent on the other side it's a lot of people who just are opposed you know, we, we should form two different countries at this point, you know, and see which one has the better has the better go. That's what every presidency should be from now on. The nomination is whoever gets to be running just wins the president of one country. And then we divide it down the middle. You'd be you'd be in the other country. Oof. I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I see, we see, we, it's the same. It's what we were just talking about. We're talking about these greater issues, and I was getting excited there for a second, and now just like I'm reflecting on the current state, and I'm just, I'm just turning into myself. And, it's and like shying it's like, away from it. It's like Czechoslovakia. It's all gonna be like Czechoslovakia. The Czech Republic and Slovakia. Yeah. It's over. Over, <laughs> but like, I I think, I think like you know you can have good ideas. Like I think you're you're where you're going with that idea of like accountability for where your your tax dollars are going, or accountability for even like the the idea of um, crowdfunding. You know, you saying I want to back this you know whatever it is like give me an example give me something tangible i could lay my sink my teeth into like one of the like if it had a kickstarter what would what's a good example well i mean you could do it for like national infrastructure or you could do it for uh school fundings or endowment for the arts or if you want to, your money to go towards a wall or towards armed services or whatever like that. Right. So, I mean, in each one of those, there could be, depending on how many levels each one of those has, it could becomes like be broken down into smaller and smaller microcosms. So you could be like, Oh, I want most of my funding for the armed services to be on, you know, coast guard for border protection. 
or I want most of my money to be on uh, bases abroad or VA care or something like that, you know? Right. How about something as simple as transportation? We, we were talking... Um... Yeah, I mean, in, transportation would probably be earmarked somewhere under infrastructure, I would imagine, right? Sure, yeah, totally. But here's, here's, here's another good one. Um, Kim took a, a lift yesterday with someone who's from New Jersey. And she was like, oh, yeah, my my brother lives in Jersey, yada, yada, whatever. And the lady was like, yeah, my whole deal with living in Jersey is that I just want to, I told my husband, I just want to work five to ten minutes from home. Like, that's my deal. You move me somewhere, I got to be able to be five to ten minutes from my job. That's That's our deal. Which she has currently. She has that going on for her he in turn has an hour and a half commute an hour and a half commute 16 miles that sucks right Right. japan if we just had the entire board that takes care of the japanese transit if we just went over to them and we were like which we would never do because we're too shitty really i guess is the best or or name a country who's vastly superior than us at something like that transportation japan is super crazy efficient that's why i just use them as an example you know you can get a a fucking bullet train from like one end of the country to the other end of the country and it's like stupid you know how fast it goes right you could also go from you could, they, they carved through the mountains you can go from one side of the west side of the country to the east side of the country or vice versa and get to tokyo in like stupid amount of time and you have to you otherwise you know if it were vermont it would take you an entire day to drive it because you'd have to go up and down three or four mountains you know it would be like the west coast would be impoverished right you would have like the west coast of japan would just be all impoverished of like just farmers that you know couldn't get their supplies to the east fast enough and if you needed to go to the big city let's say tokyo you would have to spend an entire day driving there because you would have to traverse all of these huge mountains and you'd be like all right a day trip to the city you know it's like what they did was they efficiently tunneled through all the fucking active dormant extinct volcanoes of their country and boom they have great transit so why are we too proud to just go to them i mean and be like look we know you're really busy but we'll pay you money if you redesign a system for the let's just call it even the suburbs of let's call it new york city alone let's start with just new york city right so you're you're saying all right as far as this far away in new jersey and as far as this far away in connecticut as far as this far away in you know long island uh staten island etc make us a, a cohesive system that is just ridiculous you get to work in what's actually humanly possible so you leave your house by the time you get to the train your train to train 16 miles is 16 minutes that's extremely possible even with that many people right you know so and again that gets back to like computer models and things like that like at this point money's fucking made up right we are in so much national debt right that money's bullshit right the bailouts all that stuff that's all made up right we just say, oh, we're going to make up $15 billion. Here you go. Write a check. Done. Right? Which is obviously a cause for concern for inflation and all of that stuff. But, like, if you can just, you know, make up money, which is effectively how I – it's what I feel like they're doing when they do things like that. Why can't you just invest a ton of money into something – to make it as good as it could be you know with room for growth right and maybe we put a cap on the proper number of p 
people who can be in a certain area or like, you know, like New York City, let's say, 9 million people, that's enough, you know? You can't have more than that. You know? Because Brazil and all those cities down, uh, you know, in Brazil are totally fucked. They have, like, way too many freaking people per city, you know? It's always, it's so funny, like, having the Olympics come around and there are all these, like, political issues of like you know uh wastewater management and all this other shit that like comes up they're like we're another country we showed up at this place they're doing these things horrible (laughs) you know so fucked yeah i mean i guess it's not just about the expense of it because i mean like warren buffett could just get behind it and really press for lightning and fund it however he wanted to because he's really into lightning trains or whatever is, but is like, warren buffett still alive oh yeah huh. um hmm. but uh i guess who stands to lose if they become more efficient you know right we're we're a country built on oil so it's like if we're running on electric bullet trains who's buying cars who's paying for gas who's what, what and what happened to the the fucking the the hydrogen cell car why is that not a thing yet Mem- uh... remember that whole thing the honda fc clarity uh bmw has one just a full hydrogen car you have a hydrogen fuel cell it's compressed hydrogen you put it in the fucking car, water comes out the tailpipe. It's like I think that's still kind of a fantasy, isn't it? It's only a fantasy in the sense that it's like apparently a process to make compressed hydrogen like efficiently maybe or something. Uh-huh. But as of 2016, there are three hydrogen cars publicly available in select markets. FC Clarity, BMW maybe, or no? That one's not available? The Toyota Mirai, Hyundai okay. iX35 FC EV, and the Honda Clarity. Yeah, Clarity. Okay. Several other companies are working to develop hydrogen cars as of 2014. Uh, 95% of hydrogen is made from natural gas. So, I mean, you're still dealing with Jesus. natural gas. So it's still going in the pocket of of Exxon or whatever. Yeah. And you're going to have to f- deal with fracking and all that. Yep. It can be produced using renew- renewable sources, but that is an expensive process. Integrated wind-to-hydrogen power-to-gas plants using electrolysis of water are exploring technologies to deliver costs low enough and quantities great enough to compete with hydrogen production using natural gas. Got it. Okay. So it's still using fossil fuels at the moment. So I don't think the car and oil companies are in a great rush to find a better, cleaner way to do that. Right. But then we we have an issue with every fucking thing we do, you know? It's like solar has the issue of, you know, storage of power... You know, it's like what we need to really do is just like get back to like wicked basics and just like cut out all the bullshit that we do. You know, like everyone has like like what if everyone was like it was mandatory that everyone had chickens. And so thus everyone got to be a chicken farmer and you'd never you have make you can't it can't be mandatory that you have to have chickens. Dude. I'm not I'm just just think of it as a thought experiment. I'm not saying this is what has to happen but i'm like think just think of that as a thought experiment like what if everyone had to have chickens and no one ever bought eggs again right so like but then everyone would have to have a yard they would have to build a coop they would have to protect against coyotes they would have to well no because everyone would have chickens if everyone had like two or three chickens then the you think the coyote population would like they wouldn't even have to they wouldn't like attack your chickens all the time they'd attack your neighbor's chickens yeah but so unless you're saying like there should be a communal chicken farm 
and I keep my chickens there in the chicken stable, and sure. you keep your chickens there in the chicken. And then I, I could go there and pick my eggs up, or I could have them like blue aproned to me. <laughs> go get my eggs. <laughs> that that would be the the useful way to do it. All right, that's okay. But then you get into like the reason why this exists, and then you are. Like, are you saying you still take care of your chickens? Or no, someone takes care of your chickens for you? We would, I guess you would pay an amount to have them taken care of. And right, that that's, would, that's what that, we have right now. <laughs> that's the system right now. No, no, now we're buying the eggs. We're not paying for the, the care of the chickens. Right, but that's just changing what you're paying for. You're still paying for the same thing. What I'm saying is you don't pay for – like I have to go to – so like – so when it's not summertime, okay, when it's fucking winter and shitty and whatever, I go to the store and I buy my eggs like every other fucking person. Otherwise, the mailman, the guy who is not my personal carrier, but the, the mailman who lives on the mountain road has $4 eggs and a pretty sweet coop, Right? All other times a year, you could just like whenever you know it's nice, you could just drive up into his driveway. You open up a cooler, you take eggs. They're four dollars, right, for twelve eggs. You drop four bucks in, you put your eggs in your car, and you go home. I like that system because I'm buying them from my local, like basically, I'm buying them from my neighbor, right? Right. But when I do it in the winter, right, I'm paying that same four dollars for lower quality eggs that have been laid anywhere from two weeks to one month or more earlier and prior. They are less fresh. They are easier uh, to spoil, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? So it's like, why am I paying the same for less quality also why am I paying sometimes more for the same quality that I would pay to get something closer? Now, if I went into that guy's house and I was just like, yo, what's the deal? Can I like get eggs from you all year round? He'd be like, well, they don't lay this month. Otherwise, yes, you know, or whatever. He would explain how it works to me. I actually, now, now I'm saying this out loud. I should just do that. But I have an issue getting the eggs that I want to get. I've become like an egg snob since I worked for that farmer because we used to get really good eggs from that guy, right? And I used to get free eggs all the time because I worked for him. So, which is which is fine. It's I started eating a lot of eggs when I worked for that guy because it was what was available. And I also ate other eggs like duck eggs and bantam eggs and shit like that because we could get them. I don't mean this to be a discussion about just eggs because that's real weird. But like if I go to the local store and I buy really nice eggs, I might pay upwards towards like five, six bucks to get good quality eggs that have been laid recently that are, you know, from a local place. Okay. If if I just had, if ever not if everyone, but like... <sighs> Now I'm just proposing a commune, basically. But, like, I mean, if you and your, like, eight neighbors, you knew that Sally always had the eggs or whatever, you'd just, like, I'm not saying trade, but, like, you'd pay her the normal amount for eggs instead of, like, going off somewhere and, like, doing something. It's just, it seems less efficient in my world because everything, there, there are, you know, there's a lot of space in between people here there's a lot of space in between me and the grocery stores right but but what if you're because if you're not getting if you're not growing chicken or what what is it if you don't have chickens to get eggs but you still want to get that service and if you see that there's a problem with people being able to access those eggs then your service that you could provide that you could be paid in eggs with would be able to deliver those eggs to those people. And then as you're getting eggs from the egg man and you're giving eggs from the egg man to the wool lady, the wool lady would give you wool. 
because your service is driving them to them. Goo goo goojub. Yes, the Eggman. I was thinking. I was thinking of the 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 Beastie Boys song, but but uh. you, you see what I'm saying there. Like you you've effectively shown that that there is a flaw or a or a or a a want in the system there that you could, with your skill set in particular, provide the solution to, yes. and then your payment would be from all the people that you would then go on to provide eggs and deliveries for you. So you could pick up wool from the wool lady and bring the wool back to the egg guy the next day when you pick up eggs. Right. Right. And that would be basically like the, uh, was it the merchants of, of, of olden days? That's, that's who became rich, super rich, super quick was who was providing the, the spices from India. You know, that's a really good point. So you're, you're connecting all of the people who on an individual basis are dealing person to person, but you're dealing with all the people to you. You said something interesting just there. And I just want to touch on that quick, which is I am the last person in the world who wants to be rich, but. And maybe this kind of revolves around the entire thing we were, you know, I was pitching about earlier, which is just like, maybe I don't want to be rich, but I don't want to be poor. And I don't want to feel poor ever. And I would like to feel maybe comfortable, you know. I mean, I completely agree. The The main issue with that is that the comfort zone is fast becoming obsolete, right? right? The middle class is disappearing. So you're either going to have the super rich or the very poor. Right. But I'm right. And, and I'm in a position right now where it is vastly clear that we are not going to be, we're not only are we not going to be middle class for very long, but I don't even think I'm there now. We might be low middle class right now. And we're on the verge of dipping into very poor like there's nothing it, it it doesn't look very good you know and and i'm saying this as a you know a person who has the ability to have the internet has the ability to podcast has the ability to you know have a you know all these things that i keep thinking of is like you know this computer is perfectly fine that i'm using and it's about five years old now and I'm, to- you know, even looking at a brand new computer today, not only could I not afford a brand new computer right now if I wanted to, but like right now I don't need one, which is good. We only have one computer between the two of us. I don't really use a computer that often, um, except for doing this these days and maybe placing an Amazon order, which we just did for Marcy's dog food and stuff. The microphone I'm using, I got at a severe discount while I was still working at Apple. Like, you know, all of these little things. And and I'm a hoarder in a lot of ways. I keep all of these things that I think might be worth something someday, you know. So it's like I hedge my bets entirely and think, ah, maybe I'll just keep all of this shit. And, you know, what I should do is just give it away. Should just give away the stuff that I have. I should list stuff on Craigslist and say, "Come pick this up. It could be useful to you. It's free, you know." But put it in the paid section, and because people are only going to look in the paid section of Craigslist, you know, that should be a system. That should be a, that should be the new service that I offer on Craigslist. I, I set the precedent of, like, you know, the the founder of Craigslist is like, we have this new section where. Um, you think you're going to be paying for something, but you go in and you realize that someone's just giving it away because, you know, someone's giving away something to them that they need. You know, like I need rims for my car, but someone needs these Audi leather sports seats that are sitting next to me well, in I this mean, room right now. You you're, know, you're, you're just hammering on the idea of that you're best suited as a middleman. I know I am. You, like, I mean, it's like. <laughs> It's clear that's what your calling is, man. You're uh <laughs> That's what I'm doing professionally right now. That's able, fine. Yeah. My job right now is middlemanning professionally. So if you think of it that way, I'm I already have reached my calling. So like 
if we were to go back to some sort of post-apocalyptic stone age type setup where we lost our monetary economy and became everyone like would a, have to know me yes it would be like an, like <laughs> an, an, an agra barter system and whatnot your service it like you would become middlemen and that would become your surname so your children would be <laughs> you know pete middleman ah <laughs> uh, sally middleman her father was a good man <sighs> Oh, I'm glad we got light again there. That's that's a lot. That's a heavy discussion for quite a long time. Um, the 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 middlemaning thing is such a good. It is such a good place for me because all I see is solutions, and all I want to see is are solutions. You know, like you know, like I've wanted for a long time for there to be like some perfect like international trade scenario like a craigslist but free but like you spend time looking for parts and everyone has their own thing kind of within their own worlds anyway um i uh people have like good fortune all the time randomly and it's it's like you get to a point in life and if you're a good person maybe you'll have good enough luck to get like free shit which is kind of cool but like expensive free shit and my example is remember the 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 guys the machinists yes they got a free land rover from this guy because this guy was um this guy basically asked them hey can you can you like do some work to my land rover and they were like yeah yeah yeah." um and so the, the story goes the guy you know brought this his land rover it's a really cool like 70s series vehicle really nice actually maybe late 60s anyway the guy brought it there and they were supposed to do some work to it like some floor pans and i'm totally not joking about the floor pans i'm pretty sure it needed floor pans um (laughs) but like a bunch of other shit that you know needed work and uh I think the guy asked, do you want me to put down a deposit? And the guy who does the the work and stuff, the metal work, he was like, no, 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 God, no. Like, don't worry about it. This is, you know, we'll talk about money when we start, like, doing the work. And then, like, you know, when when I have a better gauge and can assess what it needs. And the guy was like, oh, awesome. And he's like, this is a nice place. And he rolled the car off the trailer and goes, I think my rover found a new home got in his car and left okay the guy lives like maybe an hour and a half away from them he calls them a week later talks to the guy and says so i haven't been fully honest with you about the car and the guy's like what do you mean and he's like i have an inoperable brain tumor and you know i don't have long to live and i really wanted you know my rover just to go to a good home so like instead of selling it which the thing i mean it's a it's a it's a five thousand dollar car minimum put it that way right it, it, it could be i i haven't seen it but it, the way it's described it could be anywhere from five to eight thousand dollars. Okay, so it's a pretty hefty price, right? But this guy's dying, right? He's he's already come, you know, to to this conclusion. Like, either he doesn't need the money, doesn't want the money, and he just wants to, and he doesn't want to see his rover be be treated poorly because he he has that much passion for 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 the vehicle, which is kind of a cool thing, right? In theory. We really don't have a lot of things in the world that we feel that way anymore about. You know, you were talking about disposable culture, buying fucking phones every year or two or something. And, you know, you think about all of that stuff. What kind of attachment do we have to things anymore? Like I have that kind of attachment to to my, my musical instruments, to my guitar, maybe. That's the only thing I can really think of that falls in that category for me. Maybe a car or two or whatever. But mostly those cars are, you know not that anyway this guy's wife calls 
back a week later and says, you know, uh, you know, John has passed away, uh, and uh, he just wanted to thank you for taking the car, and uh, you know, I thank you too for doing that. Um, you know, I hope that's okay. Hope you uh, hope you wanted to inherit a car. <laughs> so. So that's isn't that like a isn't that just a fucking crazy thing but like these people are good people too so like i'm happy for them because i'm happy like i'm happy someone and, and they, the guy was right you know he knew he knew that this guy could take care of this car this guy has a collection of, of land rovers right he's got a collection of a bunch of old vehicles you know but they really like vehicles they like fixing vehicles they have enough land for it probably i'm guessing and you know that's what happened isn't that crazy? Yeah. But I mean, I think it's, yeah, it's probably clear that like if he cared about that car and it come to terms with the fact that, you know, his, his people didn't need money or anything like that. Right. Then the, his priorities were this car continues to run and someone actually uses it to the amount in which I would be happy them using it. It's like, that it continues to serve the purpose that I enjoyed it for is the most important part. Right. The other thing that's in there that's like from a car guy perspective, which I find like touching almost is that guy knew probably knew from talking to him on the phone, but also knew when he got there and he saw the collection of rovers and he saw the setup and he saw that these guys took care of cars you know, you can kind of tell what kind of person someone is instantly when it comes to that sort of subject. If you guys all revolve around that same world, you do the same shit, right? Mm-hmm. It's it's easy for you to judge someone in that world, in that closed world. And this is correlated kind of directly to I had my Volkswagen listed last summer and someone called me uh, or texted me or whatever on the car and said – oh, this is so nice. I can't believe this car exists. It's so nice. And I was like, oh shit, this might be someone whom I might want to sell this car to. And they talk, I talked to them a little bit more and they're like, yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking for a, a, a good swap candidate and I'm done. I'm already checked out. I'm like, I don't want this car to hit to fucking buy my car. Like, you know, he's like, yeah, just, you know, and what that person wants to do is rip out the steering wheel and put a momo racing steering wheel in it and you know change the pedals over to the aluminum ones and make it look all gaudy and you know take the motor out and put in a fucking crazy motor and then just beat on it you know and that's not what the car was ever intended to be right so there are people who do things like that but do it respectively or do they do it like they do it because they, you know, like my mechanics do things like that because they like, they, they like the idea of it as a, 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 something that they've worked on, right? It's something that they've done. I mean, the guy who has a, he's got a VR6 turbo in his old Jetta. That thing probably pushes close to 400 horsepower, right? It's stupid. It's unnecessary. But he was saying this the other day. He only drives the car, like, he drives the car like an old grand most of the time, right? He mostly drives the car as if it were, you know, like 30, 40 miles an hour. You never, you never get to 150 or whatever it is. Because it doesn't matter. It just, it just matters. the world is Cette foule qui l'appelle 
sait plus, il ne sait pas S'il a coupé un monstre en tranche ou s'il a tué quelques soldats ou bien S'il a franchi la manche Il ne voit plus que tout cela Qui se presse tout autour de lui Et qui le suivent pas à pas Et ce qui compte c'est qu'il crie Pas. Elle ne sait pas que c'est pour elle Qu'il s'est battu et qu'il a gagné Mais ce qui peut le consoler C'est cette foule qui l'appelle 